Trunks made this jam. Motor battle, engages in Joe, nothing bags, leave no reprieve. Fighting coast to coast to the seven seas. We gon' claim this plane, transform the free. We gon' battle out in the wilderness. We let this pressure don't seek forgiveness. Anything less than success is weakness. Beat down to boundaries, grounds are pleaded. Rentals heated, I'm breaking magma. I'm spitting fire, that's big miasma. I'm global warming, I'll make it fast. When I melt the ice, I get blazer chasm. On Zemnikar, say au revoir. You're Tommy Pickles, I'm Reptar. I'm slapping heathens, I'll pay no heed. I'm proud the king, I'll bend your knees. I'll ravnica, I'll ravage you. I'll bash the gills, I'll lather up. Glistening oil, slather you. Complete this battle, pray this touch Macadia, oh hey what's up, I'll pirate stomp your force of dust, I'll tap you down, I'll spin you around, I'll bounce your islands, I'll make you gush, I'll Kaladesh, I'ma make the best, I'ma eat the flux, they're low compressed, I'll crash the bear, these steampunks will all be one for Rexia, Dominaria, the Safaria, sleep agents trying to party like Mardi Gras with Mama Norn, infected down to your core, go to battle, engage the siege, hold nothing back, leave no breathe, fight coast to coast to the seven seas, don't claim this plane, transform the free, we go battle out in the wildernesses, without this pressure, don't seek forgiveness, anything less than success, we can speak down to I'm a carnivore and I'm on a mission. You're pescatarian, sleep with the fishes. Brick wall belts, I don't know what's expensive. I'm in a stride, I am a god. I'm Abyssin, meet the tracks up. I'm Chris Brand, I'm bath salts. Corexia's your hell vault. On Eldrain, I'm insane. I'll ingrain the king slain. A steel frame, why complexion His name is Kenrith, King Perfected. On Ixalan, conquistadors. We'll taste perfection and bleed for more. Unsheath the swords, lay down the sabers. They'll praise that god. I am the maker. I'm Kamigawa, I'ma light him up. I'm a technological cyberpunk. I'm Jim the Tax. I'll probe your ass. That's Tamio, completion ass. Good morning, magic with Hey, I'll drink his coffee, I'll eat his poffee, I'll change his wifi, I'll block his driveway, I'll burn his yawn since he loves to crochet, I'll steal his deck box, I'll pet his puppy, I'll exercise like David Cuffney, I'll fly to Renton, I'll head to Watsley, I'm a power creep, they'll design me one day. Go to battle, engage the siege, hold nothing back, leave no reprieve, fighting coast to coast to the seven seas, don't claim this plane, transform the free, we go battle life in the wildernesses, let this pressure, don't seek forgiveness, anything less than success, speak your speed downs, I've found these grounds pleaded. What do you do? 
Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Yo, is this the first time you and I have both been on the cast simultaneously in like four years? It seems like it. So anyhow, I just got back from Magic Con Minneapolis. I had such a goddamn blast. I met so many fun, just fun content creators and people and the folks at Wizards. I got to do some interviews. I got some special like time with uh, some of the creators. The PR team that's uh, that was there set me up with so many cool opportunities, and, and we've already posted some of them, so you can check those out. When out with the guys from Moxfield, um, who I'm, who uh, you know, I guess I, I I can spoil this now. Who I am uh, working doing their uh, uh, customer service for. I just lost my uh, normal gig, so I'm kind of still looking for you know what's going on. But in the interim, the, uh, they're helping me out there uh, with a little bit of side work, which is great. I mean, I grew up with those guys. Uh, uh, Harry was like one of the first guys I started playing Magic with, and John, uh, John, I've known since like high school. It's super exciting to be working working with the guys from Moxfield. You should share with everybody the trick that you added to Moxfield, your recommendation to Moxfield. Oh yeah. I am user number 10 on Moxfield. So like I've been with, I've been with the brand since it started. One of the things that when John and Harry, like I'm not a, I'm not a program designer, you know, developer or whatever. Like I don't know anything about computers aside from like how to send an email. But one of the things that uh, John and Harry really appreciate about having somebody like me around is occasionally I'll get a really good idea about like, you know, the, the uh, user interface. Um, and, and they play mostly, uh, singleton format so like you know i i just come i just have a completely different perspective the the feature that like i'm kind of responsible for the thing that like my mark on the site is if you're clicking on a card and you want to add more you can hit like add more in the little triangle under the card it automatically puts a three there because i was using the site initially and like adding cards it's like add more add more add more add one add two or i have to type the three in and you're almost always typing three at the beginning of a deck building session when you're like doing all that so now when it when you hit add more the three pops up and that's that's for me it's just auto three for everybody who's used the mox field think of the sheer number of clicks that you've saved because the three is already there you can you can thank eternal dirtles <laughs> let me give like a quick day-to-day -day rundown of, of how of how the con went for me and i think that's the easiest way to like kind of recap everything so i i met up with harry and john at the philadelphia airport we flew to minneapolis airport took a cab got out of there got right to the con and of course uh we sat down i sat down with uh Phil Gallagher of uh, Thraben University and Brian Koval of Bosch and Roll, uh, also of the Eternal Glory podcast, both those guys, uh, which kind of completes the circle since I had Brian on uh, about two weeks ago. Everybody was like, wow, Phil, Bryant was way better on the cast than you. And I was like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> Like get over yourself. So I got to sit down with those guys and Harry, and we played a couple of games of Commander. I played my Garth Guildgates deck, uh, Guildgate Go. Uh, I'll link that. I'll link that below. Yeah, you can you can see the the deck list below. It's a very cheap Guildgate Matters, uh, you know, Mazes End style deck. Uh, I actually did end up picking up a win with that game. And then we played a couple of games of uh, CDH, and uh, that that was like super fun. We got in you know, like who's your tight, who's your games. Commander at CDH? I use Angie Falconrath. So basically oh, sure. it's a world gorger dragon deck. You uh you discard a bunch of madness cards uh trying to find uh a reanimate or a necromancy or a dance of the dead and you end up getting infinite mana and infinite draw off of world gorger uh and then you uh, draw your whole deck, get a bunch of mana, and you discard a Avacyn's Judgment, where X is, you know, whatever your infinite mana is, and you can kill everybody that way. There it is. Is it, is it Glass Kennedy? Or whatever. It's super glass. Yeah, it, it, like, oh. I, I prefer my CDH decks to be like, am I going to win or not? But, but that deck kind of has like a weird mid-range backup plan, because you can just start casting madness spells. Really, the deck is the deck is pure Glass Cannon combo, but I like that for, for CDH, because normally that's not the style of play that I, I, I run, but 
but I like that because like it's 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 a little bit less thinking on my end because I'm already like you know I'm already playing like a bunch of games of Commander. I'm already you know playing Legacy, and this is kind of just like okay, like I can kind of go on autopilot, and if they have it, like I have I have Red Blasts. But aside from that, like it's on everybody else to like fix anybody else's like broken deck problems because I'm I'm a broken deck trying to go off. So then we went uh, we went and had dinner. It was really great actually. I got to have dinner with a couple of people. Uh, one of them was uh, one of the guys from Nitpicking Nerds, Joe Cherries. They're they're a really great uh, EDH podcast. You probably know about them. They're much larger than we are as far as podcasts are concerned or uh, uh, YouTube uh, channels are concerned. So uh, yeah, we got to sit down and uh, it, we just you know talked about like our magic experience and. Like, like content creation real quick i have the list up right now and according to the internet we're the number one magic the gathering legacy podcast is that not true anymore it is well we are the number one legacy magic the gathering pod- podcast they are the number one uh like edh youtube Pull it, pulling up the list oh pulling up the uh, list he says no dude uh i mean according to the internet we're the number one we're just we're the number one <laughs> it's, a, it's us it's actually we're the number one yeah okay I, well I, I i didn't know so i said <laughs> this is good news for us i mean i'm yeah, looking, no, it's at, great I'm just looking news. at the list it's, it's wonderful to find out it's it's a little awkward to find out uh now at, you know but anyhow I like probably should have looked this up before the podcast yeah though. i should i'm just I looking at the list research. i'm looking at the list yeah this is what the list, at the list the the official list phil phil has it i i don't it's not in front of me it was really nice to just talk with somebody else who's got a lot of experience doing the the content creation thing and uh you know i get to kind of share my my magic the gathering story which is a lot you know we all did dinner and then we went back uh and we played like uh commander in like the lobby of one of the uh, hotel end of the night woke up the next day i i put on my pac-man suit in case you in case you had in case you guys didn't notice or you're listening i have on my pac-man suit right now uh and it it is the hottest suit yeah so i'm pulling up the list of hottest suits and the number one on the list is is the pac-man Suit. It's this particular suit. Yeah, it's the Pac-Man suit. Number one. So. Number one Pac-Man suit. And one of the great things, by the way, about, about rocking like rocking a look like this at, at like a magic convention, I have nothing against uh cosplayers. I love cosplayers. I think that's a cool thing. I'm always like a little timid about hanging out with podcasters or like talk or podcasters. Cosplayers are talking like directly to cosplayers just because I, I know they're there. They're doing their thing and they do want people to come up to them, but like that's just my my weird social anxiety. All weekend, people were just like, hey, nice suit. And like, that's enough for me. Like, it's like, hey, thanks, man. Almost everyone in the con at some point or another was just like, I like that suit. And it's like kind of an off, off-brand thing that like people, people see it and they're like, that jives. Like, that works. It's just the easiest thing to comment on to start combos. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it, get, it's, it gives people the permission to come and, and and talk to you for about about anything, really. Yeah, and I feel like you know I have this like sportscaster vibe. You know, like w- when I'm wearing this, I feel like you know like Howard Cassell. You know, like, <laughs> um, Dude, but- I, I I would be I would definitely if if there was the Pac Man World Championships, I'm hiring you to do the sports. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, apparently, I, I don't know if you have the list in front of you, but apparently, I've just been ranked the number one. Uh, Pac-Man podcaster as well uh, and a number one Pac-Man commentator. So yeah. hold on, tell your story. I'll look up that list and I'll let you know where we're, yeah. where you ranked at. Um, so c- continuing on. So uh, then they did the uh, Steve Sanu, uh, who uh, kind of does uh, a lot of their marketing and PR. He's kind of the guy that tells the people that are interviewing, like, you can't talk about that yet. You know, like really great guy. Uh, I met him at Hascon a few years ago. Um, and uh, he sat down with me after he did the, they did the secret layer 
drop for the new Secret Layer deck. Um, I sat down with him and Jarrett of uh, Infinity Bros, and we played a game where Steve played the cute to brute deck. I played my Garth deck, and uh, and Jarrett played a uh, Paladin of Moors like Voltron style deck. We got to see like every card in the deck, and you just hang out with some with somebody that's involved with the brand and like talk talk the entire time and just like it was a really fun like really chill experience but we were away from the rest of the crowd so we really got to like really dig in and see and see like exactly what what you're getting in that and it's like a real it's a really nice deck uh 150 for like 300 worth of cards an edh deck that's just like ready to go which is great and, and they're apparently shipping now like i got the coin flip deck uh the heads i win tails you lose deck which i really like it's a super fun deck to play but it took a year to come in. Um, right. Whereas yeah. this one's shipping now. Like it, it, it was ready. He was like, here, here's the box. It's, I opened it. Like these are ready to print. They're ready to go. And so I also got to ask questions to the team behind, uh, behind the cute to brew uh, event which was cool. Uh, I'll post that video up where it's it's the whole it's the whole event, and then I I stuck around. I I got to ask a question, and then I uh, watched everybody else's questions. So there's a lot of cool information there. Um, and then and then I got to have that interview with Gavin Verhey, where uh you know I talked to the Legacy subreddit, and we uh and we kind of all came up with a bunch of questions we wanted to ask. And I initially only thought we were going to get like six questions in, but he was just like, keep asking until you think you're done, which was amazing. Like you know, like he basically. Just gave me unfettered access to him for like a half an hour, and uh, so so uh, Gavin coming on the podcast when? Yeah, right. Like right. Uh, that was that was a super to me. Like you know, because we've been we have been snubbed before. That that one time that uh, Aaron Forsyth was supposed to come on the cast. You so know, like... so Aaron was supposed to come on, but that was probably that how that was a long time ago, right? That was like several years ago. It was like five years ago. Yeah, things might be different now because you can show them this list where you are ranked the number one. Yeah, I have, we have the list. Yeah, sportscaster. So like I, I you've made some significant jumps over the last couple years on that yeah. list so it might oh man too. phil i forgot to mention you knew because i was texting you the entire time but we hit 600 subscribers on youtube right as i landed into mini in minneapolis which was so cool to me you know like that big thanks to everybody like that was amazing to me uh we've been trying really hard over the last like over the last year to to get our our subscriber base up on on youtube but hitting 600 right as i hit the con I, I man, I felt like I, it was like a big in Japan moment, man. I was just like, this is cool. Uh, you know, we're 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 touching down and like we're you know we're going back in. I think we're up to like 625 now. So we're gonna keep yeah, the content it's... rolling. You guys have seen the shorts and stuff, and and you know, the, you know, doing the video stuff, all of it. You know, like we're uh, we're you know rolling out the the twitters and stuff. We're just getting it's it's just it's just ramping up. You know. It also puts us slightly ahead of schedule because our goal is a thousand by the end of the year. So we're over halfway by the halfway point of the year. So we're slightly ahead. So we have a little bit of buffer room. That's good. To, uh, I think that we could probably hit it by October if, if uh, you know, my, my legs don't fall off. But well, uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the list of likeliest podcasts to hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the year, and we're are we actually one the, on that list too. We're, 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 we're in the top five. So okay, okay, you know, we're but it's there. early we're in the year, there. so I think we could definitely hop up yeah. a couple of spots on that list. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, a big shout out to VidIQ if you're a podcast person. VidIQ is a is a channel that I've been watching a lot and like kind of mimicking what they do and figuring out how how all that stuff works. Uh, so that that's been really useful. Doing the shorts every day has been has been really useful and fun. And sort of that allows us to, you know, we're a legacy podcast, but it allows me to sort of expand my my magic knowledge a little bit. Like we did, I, I did like a short on Asmora Marduk and Dacina Koldakar. And uh, the biggest comment on that was people just being like, did you just say that without like 
without tripping over it at all. Like, you know, I was like, hey, me and Phil have had a lot of practice saying, as more Marta could have seen a cold car, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, there's a, that it used to be an award on the show for a while. Yeah. We gave I believe, I believe uh, that we were awarded number one podcast that could say, as more Marta could have seen a cold car as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's unfortunate that that list was like discontinued after like spoiler season ended. Yeah. But I think Remy go- stole it from us. I think Remy usurped us when he did the, uh, when he did that song. And that's fair because Remy's a friend of the cast. But if you yeah. do go back and friend look at the, the archives, you look at the archives of the Asmora and Marco Dicena Coldicar list, we are on top of it. Who knows what that would look like today? But at the time when it was discontinued, we are number one. So that is yeah. another uh, feather in the cap of the Eternal Dota podcast. I, w- I forgot. I got invited to the, the content creator party, after party thing. So I met some folks there. That, that was super fun. Uh, There's like some karaoke happening. I got in too late to do the karaoke, which is a shame because I can belt it out. You got a karaoke, just keep it up with the Joneses. Do, yeah oh man well can't, can't you can't karaoke your own song like, actually yeah, you, you know can, what my you go-to, can karaoke your own song come on you, you know what my go-to karaoke, karaoke song. song is phil it's it's you better you bet by the who you, oh you it's crush that yeah. dude it's so much fun because it's like a call and response thing it's like oh when i say i love you you say you better and then everyone's like you better you better you bet you know it, right, you well, can't, there's yeah. your next parody I, I don't know like i'd have to think about what the uh like what the magic reference would be would be there you are already dead when i say you go, you're yeah. dead you better say you're already already dead this is the process everybody this is how you're seeing <laughs> this is it actually live. yeah this is literally how, how it works we don't get on zoom and we just start talking about about music that we want to cover uh for the for the show what is the difference between or was there any difference between this con and the previous con that you went to? Giant difference. the last two. Giant difference. One, because, uh, so I'm a homebody, man. Like, I, I like to stay at home. You guys can see. Like, I, I'm pretty comfortable here, right? So at, at Philly Con, anytime there's a con close to me, I go back home. I don't hang out at night. You know, I get my rest. I wake up and I go and play. And I'm just not as out there because, like, I'm like, you know what? I just, like, want to, you know, I'm comfy where I am, right? When I travel to a con, I'm kind of out of my element. So I kind of push myself to be a little bit more, uh, and I'm already a lot. Uh, you know, I, I try uh, and looking push at, my... uh, look, looking at the list of uh, the people who are most a lot. Hold on one second. Yeah, you're you're, oh, you're yes. number three on the, on the it, list. Three five. on the list. Three on the list. You're number three. So it's, it's me. Uh, Rosewater is is probably two, and then like what? Like Yahoo Serious? Like Carrot Top? You know. <laughs> so Rosewater is actually one and two. Oh, uh, that uh, that makes he's, sense. He's yeah. a lot. He's yeah. a lot. <laughs> he's. He, that makes 100% makes sense. So, uh, yeah, so th- uh, did did that. And then we go to uh, the third the third day. I, I went, you know, I just put the the, sh- the Eternal Dural shirt on and just the jacket. I was like, too much. Can't do this three days, in a, like two days in a row. The exact same suit. Everyone was mad, actually, because they were like, why didn't you just go with the whole suit? I was like, I, I wanted to change my pants, man. Um, well, yeah, you got it. You can't you can't wear the same clothes three days in a row. Come on. People right. Be- yeah, uh, hi, like, come on. I, I I would just buy three. Like maybe maybe that's like our new Patreon level is like buy Zach another two two Pac Man suits. But you know, I like I said, I just I I just lost my job, so like I don't want to go just like buying Pac Man suits and like you know that that's that's the worst is reason that... for your wife to leave you after you get uh, or do you lose a job is like I see he spent all his money on Pac Man suits. He's got a problem. You know, I'm pretty sure if I was fired, the first thing I would do is spew everything I have on Pac-Man suits. Yeah, I mean, it's not it, like it's a gamble for sure. Then I got to meet uh, the head of the content crea- uh, creator uh, team at, at Watsi, uh, Diana. She was awesome. Aaron Dix of uh, Premodern uh, saw me on Sunday, which was really rad. Uh, let's see. This is shuffle off here. Uh hung out with with Joe and BZ from uh, from Nitpicking Nerds. Uh 
their their significant others were there. Mia and Christian saw uh, saw Kibler. That was neat. Uh, Voxy, she's like uh, another content creator who's pretty cool. It was just nice to like kind of kind of rub elbows and not feel like like that was that that's always been my concern when I go when I go to the, one of these events because this event isn't for legacy players, right? Like when when you and I are at Eternal uh, at Eternal Weekend. Like everyone there is like, yo, what's up? Hey, how's it going? You know, like they know us and and we're not celebrities per se. We're we're just like good guys in the room to know. We're talking to people and having fun. But yeah, like unfortunately event, we're not on the celebrity list. No, it's it, we're definitely not. When when we go to when I go to an event that's not like legacy or eternal based, or even like competitive. This was not a competitive event. I mean, there's a pro tour there, but that's not, you know, that wasn't why a lot of people were there. When I go to an event like that, it kind of forces me to meet a lot of new people. Um, I, you know, I sat down for just pick up uh, commander games and just start talking to people who aren't, who aren't legacy players and was like, Hey, we just put up a bunch of new, like welcome to legacy, get into legacy content. Like you should check it out, you know? Uh, and then we just jammed, you know, EDH games. And I was like, like, it, it's just cu- kind of cool to see like a community that we don't normally get. And it's, it's like the Venn diagram of people that listen to our content and people that go to uh, uh, Minneapolis is, is, is like so tiny. Um, and, and I mean, the Venn diagram of magic players and people that listen to our content is, is actually quite tiny. If you consider 600 subscribers to these other guys who have over 100 K subscribers and stuff like that, it was just nice to be taken seriously by other, by other people that are content creators and in the same room and like, not be like, Oh, you only have X, you know, like, I feel like that's one of the cool things about magic is like, even if you're like a super small channel, uh, wizards is giving you, uh, you know, wizards gave me an interview that like, you know, I I don't think like a bigger brand, uh, they're a pretty big brand. Uh, Like, I, I don't think ESPN would have been like, oh, why don't you go interview the 76ers this week since you have like 600 people on your podcast, you know, like I, I, it was really cool to just get that recognition and to be made to feel like I'm a professional as well. And to me, like that, that just meant so much. And and like I said, getting to hang out with the other podcasters that were also like one looking for that kind of interaction, but also like, you know, I didn't feel like I was like some weird fanboy the entire time, which was kind of great. Yeah. I think it is pretty cool that Gavin gave some time to sit down with the cast, but he has done that with a couple of different podcasts. Like, I mean, obviously he did it with leaving a legacy. He would go yeah. on like leaving a legacy podcast. And then he started going on the dark death podcast this past year as like the, the successor to leaving a legacy as like where he goes for his yearly, like check in with legacy and the format. It's, it's interesting because like, I wish we could like get him for longer because there's so many more questions that we could ask him regarding the yeah. format, particularly like he said that he plays legacy fairly often, right? He said he's a storm, a uh, storm player uh, at storm heart. doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a combo guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, down to his soul. I, I think it would be cool to like, even for like, I, I would love to talk to the guys at like everybody who works at Watsi who does play legacy or talks to legacy when they're coming out with new cards about, Hey, what could theoretically make an impact? What could we, you know, sort of give the legacy format that needs right now to sharpen things up or whatever. I think it would be great to have whoever works over at Watsi and plays legacy routinely. As far as I know, it's like Gavin and that's it. That's all I know now. Yeah. Cause I, di- well, I didn't know anybody before then. There was this great show in the, uh, in the eighties called don't just sit there. It was a Nickelodeon show. And uh, every like two months, they would have the guy from Whammo show up on the show, and like it was an interview show. It was kind of my my like first concept as as like a podcaster is like how to how to talk to to another person in a room where you're trying to get like decent information out of them and do like uh, do an interview style thing. So like it was kind of like late night TV for kids, but it was like on Saturday afternoon. But they would have this guy show up from from Whammo, and like he'd be like, "Yeah, we got the new like." 
the new like Duncan Yo-Yo and but like it was really cool to be able to check in with that guy like every couple of months and he was just like yeah I got all this new stuff like check it out you know like and to me like that that would be the ideal situation is have like that like oh yeah like you know next episode we've got that we've got that scheduled uh interview up with uh one of the guys from Watsi you know like that would be so cool to have like that sort of um like that that touch to like just be like hey you know like you know here's here's how the community's uh feeling about this what do you guys think you know uh because one of the things that i think that's really important about getting that interview in is is like you got to challenge challenge the uh the the interviewee a little bit but like just asking them stuff like you know when is the when are you going to do this you know like you, you know you you it, it's like a feather touch you kind of have to like be be a little playful with that stuff I think that they they do appreciate hearing some some actual real feedback as well. Yeah, and now that we have that sort of in for, do we know when the next con is? Have they announced it? So, so I, oh, I got. I have to shout out Jeff and Larry from Fifty CC. Those guys were the uh, they're they're the uh, uh, PR company that Watsi hired f- for the content creators, and they did an amazing job. Um, but right as I was leaving, uh, Jeff asked me. He said, Zach. Are we going to see you at Barcelona? So uh, I don't think I can make it to Barcelona. Uh, the money situation is a bit tenuous right now. But man, I would sure love to go to Barcelona. To I, I've been I've been abroad for Magic a couple of times, and it's so much fun. Uh, Phil, you've also been abroad for Magic a couple of times. Uh, last time, yeah, the last time I was abroad was to go to GP Birmingham, and what ended up happening there was uh, uh, we, I, the group that I went with we ended up making it a trip around Europe. So yeah, we, and like we, a bachelor party too, right? It wasn't a bachelor party. Uh, it was Bryant actually proposed on that trip. Not oh, okay. to me, not to me, to his, his <laughs> congratulations to his, to his now wife. Uh, <laughs> but what ended up happening was we, it was the first time I met Callum over okay. uh, in the UK. We met up with Callum in London and then we like traveled to Belgium and just drank a whole shit ton of beer and it was delicious. And we got drunk on the cobblestones in the Grand Place, which is like this magical place in Belgium. Uh, by the time we made it to Birmingham, everybody was totally wiped uh, from being hungover for however many days in a row. Uh, we all scrubbed, and we decided that uh, next time we do a, a European trip, it should just not involve magic. And, yeah. Uh, anytime we want magic, we should just focus on the event because we all did horribly, but not yeah. because you know we had poor deck choices. It was because we all couldn't understand how untapping in our upkeep uh, worked because we were all wasted. <laughs> yeah, we were so wasted. So, I, so my story was kind of the opposite of that. I went to Lisbon in 2012. This was Return to Ravnica sealed. For a Grand Prix. What was great is is I had just gotten back into the game. So I bought a case of Return to Ravnica and brought like basically four of every Ravnica card with me on the plane. And it, I went with Harry from Oxfield. Um, so Harry and I spent the first week hanging out, doing the Lisbon thing, going around Portugal, eating, drinking, hanging out with people, meeting folks. We stayed in a hostel, you know, just like the full Europe experience, right? And every night when we get back to the hotel, we would uh, sit down. I had an app that would make a sealed deck, like make your like six packs for you. And we would jam sealed at each other and just like try and figure out like the format and like learn, you know. So by the time we got to uh, the event, we were like ready. We were like focused. Uh, uh, and, and I opened like a, a pretty eh bant deck. Uh, that I sideboarded three cards out of it. I took three cards out of that and made a really great uh, Grixis deck that I went five and three with. I only need to win one more to like go to day two, which would have been amazing because it would have been my first day two in the uh, like, you know, my first day two ever. That would have been, 
three or four months after I started playing the game again. So that was like, it felt really good to like, be like, oh, I still got it, you know? It, it was just like a super fun time and, and you know, nice nice chance to hang out with friends. But like, I actually did do pretty pretty good for like my skill level at the time. So I was I was pretty, uh, I was pretty like, oh yeah, we got to do this again. It was so much fun to like, we went like, you know, you, you, did you stretch out? How long was your trip? So I actually went there a couple of days earlier than the rest of the team. So I was there for like a week and a half. Okay, same, yeah. Or, or so, I, so I, I, I yeah. overlapped two weekends. So the, the the magic weekend was the second weekend. So I was there for a week and a half prior to that. I guess that's kind of everything from, from Mag- Magic Con Minneapolis. I, I know I missed a ton of stuff. I didn't write anything down. Uh, I, I recapped a lot of this on Twitter. So if you check out Twitter, uh, that, that's got kind of the rundown uh, of everything. And uh, yeah, I just like, it was just cool to to do the gathering, you know, like to meet people, to make friends with people again. It's something that even in, even in Philly, because I had so many local friends around, I was kind of able to just be cloistered at a four, at a four top the entire time and be playing commander the entire time. But I made sure, especially because John and Harry were there to like meet people and talk and, and talk up Moxfield and like kind of, you know, do do their thing. So I made sure to like, I wanted to give them their space, but I also wanted to like branch out on my own and talk to people about, about, uh, you know, just uh, one about magic two get some games in, uh, and three, just hang out, you know? Oh, I also saw Roland. God, how, how did I forget that? I saw Roland. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, he's at every event. He, he travels and, for everything. Yeah. And Joe and Joe Vasquez, uh, uh, from get their games was there. Uh, you know, man, there was just so many people that I got to see. It was such a fun time, man. I just had, I, I know I keep saying this, but I had such a blast. So uh, we'll figure out how to get you to Lisbon or Bar- Barcelona. Barcelona, whatever. yeah. Barcelona. If, if you if you go to Bar- if you don't go to Barcelona, everybody's going to be like, "Where's the Pac Man suit guy?" Yeah, right. And I mean, that, I can. If we don't if we don't get you to Barcelona, we're going to lose subscribers probably. MagicCon Barcelona is July twenty eighth. So I guess hit us up in the. Hit us up in the Patreon. We'll make a new Patreon tier. Send Zach to Barcelona. I I feel like if we got to Barcelona, they would give us a lot a, a lot of exclusive stuff. Uh, and uh, it one of you know like it, it was just nice to be be in the you know be in the same room as a lot of people and, and get to hang out. That to me like that that's the most fun part of this game is is the friendships you make in the game. Like I think I've said that a million times. Like that one of the greatest things about this podcast is like you and I get to hang out every week. You know, before that it was like. Nate moved and we got to hang out with Nate. Now, I mean, we still talk to Nate pretty much every day, but uh, just being able to hang out with your friends in a shared in a shared hobby and and like, there's nothing better than that. Universes Beyond can dip into a uh, public domain, and I yep. think that's like that's the biggest news uh, of the week. Uh, the first thing I thought because I know I know about a lot of stuff that's in public domain based on uh, LibriVox recordings and stuff like that. And so the 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 two big ones are obviously. H.P. Lovecraft, Robert E. Howard's Robert E. Howard did Conan. So you got Conan, you've got Cull, you've got uh, Bryn MacMorn, which is like, you know, uh, these are all minor things to Conan. Rosewater said that IP is not off the table or uh, public domain IPs are not off the table, but they've already done that with Dracula. They did the reskin Draculas for yeah. the, the wedding vampire wedding set. I'm forgetting the name of it. Crimson Vow. So they've already dipped into that space already. Now, whether or not they use that for like new designs that seems like it's it's uh, only going to happen at uh, it's an eventuality but bro give me all the shakespeare yeah yeah dude, like, use shakespeare we need back in, in the early sets they quote shakespeare just give me you know the five color willie shakes they love they love these days designing the wordiest shit they can possibly make macbeth versus hamlet versus romeo 
versus Taming of the Shrew Commander Commander deck. Uh, like bro, release. Tybalt Where's might as well at? be Tybalt might as well be a Nixilis, bro. Yeah, come on, Tybalt from uh from what's it called, right? Like, That's but they use John Leguizamo instead, right? They use the they they do the Baz Luhrmann version. Dude, that would if, be if so we got, sick. If we got, we've already just, got. You know, look, we've already got the guy from the D and D uh movie uh hugh grant they've already got a hugh yeah. grant magic card like grant. why can't i have a john leguizamo magic card right yeah we could have all those cards yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm ready, I, we could have steamboat willie no, steamboat willie goes into the public domain in like a, in like a year or two i think that like because you could also have the double-sided cards of where you know uh fucking all the characters that like double as other characters since every you know a third of shakespeare's stuff is literally the same thing yeah where one character dresses up as the opposite sex in order to like disguise themselves from the person that they love so they can like figure out what they want so they can then yeah. trick them later on it, it hasn't really aged well but at the same time it would be ripe for double-sided legends well yeah i mean and think about like you know the the like brutus versus julius caesar dual decks right like come on yeah shakespeare is obvi an obvious choice dude uh, take me to the odyssey i'm ready yeah, for homer's and right? poe like let's not let's not dilly dally around with these like sort of planes let's use actual earth you know, like there's tons of stuff for Earth. Dude, like, you know, the Raven Man is ready for Edgar Allan Poe's set, right? Evermore, right? Please, too easy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so that that's an interesting, uh, like, just piece of information that just got dropped on the internet, and I I love that because, like, yeah, like I said, like I'm a total total book nerd to begin with. Like, I have a second edition copy of The Lord of the Rings from 1967. Bro, like, I, it's making me think I don't, there, there are probably so many public domain IPs that I don't realize are public domain. If you're in our Discord, like, let us know what you, which I, public domain IPs you'd like to see. In our Discord, like, go into the comments section and tell me I what mean, your favorite public domain piece would be right now. Type it in. Because, like, honestly, if we get, if we are able to get any of the Watsi guys on the podcast anytime in the near future follow up and be like hey rosewater said public domain ips aren't off the table and we could just like recommend public domain ips i'm sure they have a bunch of oh uh, yeah i mean i'm like look conan i guarantee is already like on is already in the works like as a listener if you haven't read conan that's totally okay you know the arnold schwarzenegger movies uh maybe you know the jason momoa movie and for that i'm very sorry uh and so is jason momoa he did a movie yeah, he did a he did a Conan movie and it's very bad. And like he's admitted, like he's like, look, they they changed a lot and it's not good. And uh, what else? They wh who else was it? Uh, they did. Uh, so anyhow, the cartoon, but like the the stories, the actual book, uh, the books that they put out for for Conan are so cool. And the, uh, like, there's just so many great stories, like. Uh, the the Tower of the Elephant, which is like about this alien that Conan finds, and he he like they break into uh this tower. At, it has one. Of, so I won't go on too long about this, but it has one of the all time best like uh literature quotes from the from the twentieth century. Uh, Conan's in a bar talking to this guy who's like a, a noble, and he basically like the noble is just like who the who the hell are you? You know whatever you're an idiot, and Conan's like. That's the difference between living in a civilization and living and living on the step is like in civilization, people are a lot, are a lot ruder because I won't break your face in like, in like a building normally, you know, like it's just like, as he's like, as a matter of rule, I wish I could read the exact quote because it's, it's just a, it's just like, so it's so Conan, like, he's just like, you know, I could break your neck, but like, I'm not gonna, because we're, you know, we're being cool right now. Anyhow, 
I, I really That's think that text. like yeah oh it would be it'd be great flavor text. I really think that Conan is is like just the the most right like it's it fits right in with the magic thing. Anyhow, you know you get that like nice dark fantasy. We haven't had a dark fantasy set in Magic like ever. Have we had a dark fantasy set ever? Like the Grimdark? Eldraine might be considered no, that. No, no, that's more, that's more like fairy tale fantasy. It's it's different than like it's different than like if you look at D and D that fits into like Forgotten Realms, like what we've seen for the D and D sets. Like Eldraine and D and and uh, Forgotten Realms are kind of the same ish vibe. Whereas like Dark Sun, which is like a desert planet, you know, you're basically like just trying to survive. And like it's resource low, every kingdom is corrupt. You know, just it's just not a good place to be the common man. That is the kind of thing like that I would love to see out of out of like the Age of Hyboria, like Conan stuff. Like that'd be that'd be cool. The last thing that I want to touch on in terms of uh, stuff that's outside of the Magic IP is we're gonna do another episode on this, but I do want to touch that we do have what the Ring tempts you does. Yes, as part of the new Lord of the Rings thing. So we're not going to dive into it now. We're going to do it on a different episode. But I do want to point out two things about it. The ring tempts you is another emblem mechanic. So once the ring tempts you, you just get an emblem that has the effects that does the thing for the rest of the game. So I posed the question for us to ponder until next episode. Can Watsi design within the confines of the game anymore? Or can they only do non-interactive emblem mechanics? The second thing, this makes it so that any creature can become legendary, which means that Caracas looping with non-legends can potentially be a thing that we'll have okay. to dive into that's pretty interesting actually all right so i think this is probably a good spot to uh to drop off at you know it was it was like i said it was so much fun uh minneapolis if if you feel like you want to you want to see me go to uh barcelona i will go i will go for you to barcelona we'll we'll set that up in the patreon we'll make a send zach we- to barcelona tier if that um, happens too, we can also try and like if you have all of the contact information now with the the team that you're talking about that handles creators, to yeah, potentially to get yeah. yeah yeah to get interviews ahead of time so that we know like if we could go who we would be able to interview while you're there. Yeah, that I mean th- th- they've been very good about coming up with uh, coming up with that uh, and tell and telling me who who I can get and like working you know they're doing the legwork for me which is really awesome. Once again, I just want to thank Jeff and Larry uh, for for all their help uh, over the weekend. Uh, Everybody that I saw, uh, you know, that we touched base with, anybody that's new uh, that that met me in Minneapolis, uh, thanks so much. And uh, but that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, we will see you next week, and we'll talk about more uh, more legacy content. It'll be less of a slice of life situation. And hey, maybe I'll have a new job by then. So we'll see what happens. I wanted to thank everybody in the Discord that, like, when I when I let everybody know that I I lost my job, that like reached out and uh, you know was there with support. And was there with like, you know, like possible job applications and everything that that means so much to me. And I, I like, I can't thank you all enough. That's really, it's really cool. We have, we have an amazing community, community. sticks together, man. Community yeah. sticks together. Um, I think that's it for, that's it for me. You got anything else, Phil? Uh, no. And a uh, happy ass morning. I stayed a cold card to you. But by the way, you'll be watching this on Monday. Uh, tomorrow I turn 43. So a uh, happy birthday to me. Congratulations on <laughs> wearing that pristine 43 looking Pac-Man suit. All right, have a good one, everybody. Bruh. It's Force of Philip on the track. Yo, I didn't think about it this way before. But when I stopped casting Brainstorm, I realized all you players are junders. You're just a bunch of junders, bruh. Two-for-ones in top decks. Green Sun Zenith prospects. Well... If you don't cast Thoughtseize turn one, then I don't want to hear no chat about blunders. 
players are junders, lilies and bobs and oozes, tomagoy bruises, cola gods command chooses, discard chatter or twofers, disentomb endurance, punishing buyers looping, and you losing cause we him into to rock, so you're playing off the top, cascading always goes for broke, lightning gonna hit you with the smoke, these braids are flapping off your blood, tap four we cast a Dracula, collect another trophy, assassinate you when we play enchantress, we back to nature, so pay a life you fucking coward, flex your grip like it's full of power, forget the student, get your racket, master losers just keep attacking, who cares if Uro blanks your deck, we're in too deep to course correct, we're some availed, we'll cling the dust, curse the cup all the way Lily does I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you just yet, but if you ain't cast and brainstorm, then you gotta keep the fucking pressure on them. Jun will fuck up DNT, rat the board, pernicious deeds. They'll rebuild what we're engineering, explosive, side of clearing. But please don't try to go recruiting last hope, we'll smack it and abuse it. This is madness! Stay to push, commit war crimes, George W. Bush. Bruh, I get it, all the good cards are in blue. And Merc Tide is an absolute fucking beating. But if you don't cast Lord Siege turn one, then I don't want to hear no qualms about dragons. Kapyro blasting, fuck escaping Uro and his dumb play patterns. Surgical extraction, calls games like James Madden. Tough acting to acting, and now we're gaining some traction by dashing in Ragavan the Goat, casting cards off the deck. And if they be playing blue, then they'll show us some respect. We used to play the cards, they traded one for one, but then they changed the bar, and that was undone, and now the black cards were unplayable, but we jumped so hard we're unassailable, uh.